Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Did you get him yet? Did you get him yet? I think so. Did you? That son of a bitch. I mean, what does he want? A trip to Tuscany? 
Anybody else? Anybody else? 1,000, hold up the number one. 2,500, hold up the number two. Where's the woman that flies a helicopter? Where is she? Does she leave? Is that a thousand from you, sir? There's a thousand from you. Do you have a number for me? Do you have a number, or should we just be like that dude? Alright, she's got the number. Wow, this is amazing. We're out here moving uh, all, all the equipment out here. Oh my gosh, thanks. Everything. Thank you so much for you having awesome. us. We had so much fun tonight. Oh my god, thank you. And so I realized I'm singing the songs from West Side Story. I think that's what I need to do is uh, Kurt sings West Side Story. And it's just me, my voice. I'm singing it acoustic. Like, let's test it out. This podcast is uh, more than meets the eye. And now, a bedtime story. I'm about to fall asleep. So I'm going to tell you a bedtime story. There is a person. They are very, very fatigued. They are very, very tired. They've had a very, very long day. They've done a lot of laborious behavior tactics, picking up boxes, Moving things around, painting walls, mowing the lawn, other things such as helping bands move their very heavy equipment. This is something that you feel in your bones. You know this to be true. It is that feeling of exhaustion and just sleepy, 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 sleepy. So, this person is very, very, very sleepy, sleepy, sleepy like you are. And what they do is, they close their eyes, and they put on some binaural beats about lucid dreaming. And they just put that on, and they get very, very, very tired. So tired. Deep breath out, over and over. 
themselves emptying more and more sand from each quadrant of their body, first their left shoulder, they're breathing in more sand is being poured out, they go like this down their body until opposite of it is gone. This is what happens when one is very, very relaxed. When they are so relaxed, they are hypnotized, hypnotized, and, and they want to be in dreamland. This is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. The end. Well, this podcast is extraordinary. Thank you, I appreciate it. I was just thinking, um, I recently read about all of these Chilean uh, religious leaders are found guilty of pedophilia. And which then led me to this article about some, not Pope, I don't know what they call him, Bishop, um, who was caught for pedophilia, and they sent him away on you know, some Catholic hideaway camp for years and years of penance for what he did. And, of course, the conspiracy theorist in me goes... You know, I'm thinking any any organization can af- release an official statement. Anybody can do that. But does that mean that that thing is happening? And what does his penance mean? How long is that? How long is that? Does it do regular laws have no effect on religious leaders? But it got me to thinking, and then I just ended up seeing a bunch of other. You know, like in the article, it's saying, "Oh, we, you know, we'll look into this because there's now, oh, oh, and that's the other thing too about Buckingham Palace. There was some, some guy who said when he was 16, there was some, you know, really questionable stuff going on in the royal family. So now the royal family issues this statement: "Oh, we deeply apologize. We need to look into this, and 
Well, anyone can issue a statement like that. And what does look into this mean? And so it just got me to thinking, wow, how interesting would that be instead of corporations? You got this story or a movie where instead of corporations placing blame on someone else or saying, oh, no, that's that didn't happen or you you see where they <clears throat> they issue an apology and they go we are so sorry we knew this was happening we will take the consequences yes we we you know for our penance we're going to donate x amount of money to schools or <laughs> i don't know saving the environment uh, planting trees we're going to spend 1 billion dollars in planting trees we're going to we're going to donate 1 billion out of our 700 bazillion billions we're going to donate one of those billions to buying a whole buttload of seeds and planting 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 trees so reminds me of a little bit of the uh, movie yes men where the guys they go around and they end up presenting they end up like on behalf of these organizations let's say if, let's say exxon and uh, they spill a bunch of oil or something these guys they're like alan abel they go out there and they dress up as these official people and they all and they issue these official apologies and and you know say that oh yeah we are going to donate x amount of money to your organization because of this terrible thing we did and then all of a sudden then these corporations come out and they're like we didn't actually you know we didn't say that we didn't say that so now they have to hear themselves say no we are not those charitable people <laughs> they have to they have to they have to just hear themselves say that out loud they have to come to grips with no 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 i am not that i am not that person who did the right thing that you're talking about <laughs> that is not us so i thought that would just be great that would just be great you got these corporations go oh yes so sorry oh yes yes we so sorry oh, yes with the sexual harassment stuff in our corporations like vice you heard about vice turns out that these guys were you know just treating their women employees terribly and uh, now it's finally come to light and so like oh yes yes we know that okay we're sorry and you know in uh, as as to show how sorry we are we're gonna donate you know half of our sales uh, th throughout 2000, the rest of 2018, we're going to donate, we're going to give to the, uh, the shelters, you know, the abused women shelters. That would be neat. That would be cool, right? Well, this podcast is a overwhelmingly extraordinary Inspirato Projecto began as a project for my friends and family during one Christmas I didn't have much money and I took a bunch of short stories and prose, made an activity book out of it, and I put it, uh, each copy was 
in a folder. The folder had like a three-ring binder aspect to it, so I, I hole-punched probably about 40 pages, put it in there, and it had things in there where I would drop certain portions, then people would have to fill in the other areas, or I'd say, okay, I start a haiku, you finish it, or write a haiku about this, or so then in, in one of the pouches, so I... I uh, took Velcro and I Velcroed them shut, but inside the pouches were materials that could be used within the activity book. For instance, I had some crayons in there, I had a pen, um, an eye patch. I took a bunch of just a series of party favors at uh, one of those party favor stores and uh, little harmonicas, a tiny book, a little sketchbook. So there are a bunch of, bunch of little things. The whole idea was to make this, this book interactive. Anyway, I'd like to read this for you now. This is one of the, this is the first one that's in that book. I think about 15 people got copies of it, I think. So here we go. Moments before we heard the growls, we trudged across the snow-covered prairie with our boots on and our suits on and our gloves on, with our hoods tied firmly around our faces. I imagined we were Eskimos on a journey to a place where polar bears bathed. And once we got there, we would tranquilize them with some sort of homemade concoction, then drag them back across the prairie to the igloo and cut them up and cook them up and eat them up. Or perhaps we would just spear them down right there and eat them at the bathing place. And while we were eating the polar bears, either at the bathing place or in our igloo, I imagined that some ravenous penguins would come upon us and tranquilize us with some sort of homemade concoction, then drag us back across the prairie to their bathing place and cook us up, cut us up, eat us up. Or perhaps they would just spear us right there and eat us in our igloo, and while they were eating us, I imagined that a school of ravenous fish would come upon the penguins and tranquilize them with some sort of homemade concoction, then drag them into the water and cut them up and cook them up and eat them up. Or perhaps they would just spear the penguins down right there and eat them in our igloo. While I pondered these ideas, and we came upon the pine tree, they asked me if we should unearth it then cut it up once we got home, or just cut it up right there. I told them we should probably cut it up once we got home. So I'm here with Philly Ocean. We're, we're waiting for his breakfast taco. And he's, he's going to get a motorcycle soon. He's going to get a really interesting motorcycle. We're going to interview him about this in a moment. We are now exiting the building. Thank you. So, what kind of motorcycle are you, you know getting? What? Just a side note, I always find it funny when you like smile at somebody or you say something polite to somebody yeah. and there's just zero reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this yeah. guy was just walking into yeah. the taco place. I'm like, hey guys, how you doing? With the kids. Have yeah, a good day. Yeah. Just stone faced. Yeah, cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, my go to reaction to that now is just like, okay, good talk. And then walk <laughs> That's brilliant. Good talk. Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Sheesh. So you're getting a new motorcycle. What kind of motorcycle? Um, it is a vintage BMW. It's a 1965 BMW R50-2. And it is 
gorgeous. So you test drove one, and what what was that feeling like when you first test drove it? Um, I think I described it to you yesterday as what did it, euphoric exhilaration or something. It's it's kind of an indescribable feeling in a lot of ways, but it kind of I don't know if you have any fans of the Rocketeer, that movie from the '90s, the Disney movie. Oh yeah. Um, but if I could describe it, it would be something like the Rocketeer zooming along the ground. It's, oh my god! It's awesome. I mean, it's really really awesome. It's also like riding a motorcycle is really fun in a, an incredibly challenging way because you could die at any second if one little thing goes wrong. And so um, you have to be so mentally alert of everything that's going on, not only around you, but inside of you, in your head, where your attention is, where your focus is. And uh, because if, if you, if you kind of lose concentration for one second, that could be the moment that a car pulls out in front of you or somebody swerves or a rock is in the road that you have, you have to avoid, you know? And, and so it's kind of like <laughs> terrifyingly challenging and fun all at the same time. Now, have you, has this inspired you as I think it would inspire me? Has it inspired you to want to look at all those old uh, movies about motorcycles? Motor, all those motorcycle movies where the main characters drove motorcycles? Uh, now it does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. What it really has gotten me into is um, kind of the history of motorcycles and motorcycle design. And, I mean, I've always, I've always, always had a deep interest in antiques and vintage things. I've had old cars most of my life in some form or another. My dad works on hot rods and, you know, restores old trucks and cars and stuff like that. So, it's kind of in the blood. Um, but, uh, what's great about this is that it's more of a hobby. I made the mistake when I was, like, a late teenager of, like, buying old cars as my primary vehicle, just don't do that. <laughs> you want because what happens when it breaks is you're screwed, and uh, you have to spend a lot of time and money, you know, getting it to work again. So um, this is great because one, when I get my bike, it's actually going to be frame off restored. It's going to be like a turnkey bike. Um, but uh, so it won't need that much work. But if it does break down, it's not my primary vehicle, so I don't need to worry about that that much. Holy moly. How about you? Have you ever been on motorcycles? I grew up with a... My dad had a motorcycle, so I'd ride on the back of the motorcycle sometimes, and uh, that was a thrill. That was a big thrill. And I remember there was a kid who had a tiny, tiny little... I mean, it was tiny, tiny. Like, it seemed like two feet high, three feet high maybe, little motorcycle that I kind of drove around the block before, and that was fun. And my brother, had, my brother Josh has a, has a, a Kawasaki Ninja. Um, but I could definitely imagine, like... Watching, you know, rewatching Easy Rider, for instance, I think that would be the first one, and then Motorcycle Diaries, uh, and then like yeah, Andy's movie, Steve McQueen, right? Didn't he? Wasn't he? For some reason, I have images in my mind of on him a on a motorcycle, right? Always. Um, so looking at those, you know, and then like kind of forming those images in my brain while I was on a motorcycle, like you know, just imagining that sort of um, those soundtrack moments, you know, like when that happens. That does smell delicious. It's like one of those soundtrack moments, kind of like when you're listening. When we were talking yesterday about what was that? Roy La, Loy, Loy, Mon, Roy, Le Montagna, Lo Montagna. What's that? Ray dude's La Montagne. That dude. That dude. Um, how like sometimes this music? Mm. You were saying that that certain mood that it has. You want to listen to it when you're in a certain 
um, yeah. going through a certain state of mind. So it could almost kind of serve as a soundtrack. And yep. so I could kind of imagine that happening watching these <laughs> watching these movies and it's serving sort of as like the soundtrack, this visual in my brain of like, yeah, I'm that dude in that movie right now. I'm Dennis Hopper on this freaking motorcycle. I can imagine that just kind of filtering oh, yeah. through the brain. That'd be so awesome, dude. Heck, maybe even like the motorcycle movies that take place in Los Angeles. You know, that, that would be kind of neat because then you could go around and maybe... Even, I can imagine like taking photos in these particular spots. Like, oh yeah, this one's from this movie. That one's from that movie. Mm, that's a good idea. You said actually you went up to the observatory on your motorcycle, and I think mm-hmm. James Dean. I don't yeah, know if he Rebel drove a motorcycle. Cause was shot up there. Did he drive a motorcycle in that movie or no? Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. I oh, that's so, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I believe so. Always Excuse me, listeners. I'm eating a breakfast burrito. Always make sure, ladies and gentlemen. Going, going, back, back to Oxnard. Back, back to Oxnard, Oxnard, where the oxen run free, where the oxen run free. What's average life expectancy in the United States? Life expectancy in the United States is about 78.8 years. That's so crazy. There's got to be a way to, to, like, hack into that of, you know, being able to, let's say, make your family dog live longer or, you know, there's got to be something. Because, like, you hear about these people in these little, like, these little tiny Asian islands, and they're living to be, like, 110. <laughs> I mean, they're living to be really, really long. So there must be something in their water or something that they're eating that's that's helping that out. There's certainly some contributing factors, right? Yeah. And, yeah, you're, yeah it is very strange that mm. certain creatures have certain life You know life books you love? The book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm. You ever heard of it? No. It's a really um, really good read. It's kind of a personal growth book, but it's not like, do this, do this, do this. It's just more of a collection of stories about... So the term Outliers basically... He goes through these stories of um, people or things or events that have been extraordinary, outliers, like outside of the norm. Oh, oh. And one of the things he talks about is this town in Italy that had an insanely high life expectancy compared to everywhere else in the world. And there's only one other place that they could match match it to and it was this small town in Pennsylvania and then he figured out that the people from this town in Italy their ancestors had moved to this town in Pennsylvania and basically recreated this culture of community where everyone lived for the community essentially oh wow so it was like this element, this factor of community that created this huge experience and this long life life expectancy and quality of life and all this stuff. Incredible. Yeah. 
So that so so it sounds to me like having that sort of community experience. They were all just all, like an all for one and one for all kind of community, like helping each other out, and being there for each other. And wow, that is incredible. I could definitely imagine a life life expectancy being expanded with that kind of oh, yeah. community. Because holy cow, I almost think too that this just popped in my brain. Maybe a part of life to life expectancy. Two, maybe an additional thing that just popped in my brain is maybe the, the kind of purpose of life that maybe some people have. Like if they're like, well, I just lost my purpose in life. Or, you know, one of the big things yeah. that we always hear about is like, that's the thing. It's like, uh, we that keeps us driving is, is that purpose, having that purpose. Right. And perhaps by being in a community like that, I can imagine everyone being in, inspired and encouraged to be the best version of themselves. Now, holy moly, if that's the case and everybody's doing that for everybody, Wow, now people are well, challenged and excited and inspired right. to go further and farther with their imaginations and creations and inventions. Oh my God. That would just be, could you imagine that? The entire community. So you got the guys who are the engineers, you got the guys who are the scientists, you got the, you know, anyone who's a, a, an imagineer, anyone who's an idea person, they're all getting together and creating all this awesome stuff for the community. Right. And you got all the people who are awesome with um, um, gardening and or even historical stuff. Those people getting together and maybe writing the newsletters for the town, you know, <laughs> about about historical facts or, um, you know, making awesome landscape in the town and, and making sure that everyone is well-fed because every house has a garden in the backyard. I mean, dude, that, that could be phenomenal. Yeah. That would be interesting to find out what exactly that town was and actually visit it and see... Right? See what that would be like. Yep. Now, does it still exist? Did he say if it still exists? I think so. I don't know for sure. 